Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. I'm Aaron and your Doom Master, and we are back after a short break for more Hyborian Tales. I know it's been a while, so we're going to go around and reintroduce all of the characters before I go into a recap, and then we're going to jump into the action. So, let's learn a little about Aurelia. Aurelia is our ranger, and she did recently get a very cool bow. Uh, which, if I recall, because I did kind of listen to last episode, I had a really cool kill of a, like, troll, and then I promptly ate shit and just <laughs> fell down the side of the mountain. <laughs> so, you know. There was a besides, lot of badass right there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Steven, why don't you tell us about Sobek? I am Sobek Keeper, Priest of Set, the Old Serpent. My loyalty lies with the true serpent god, and I will stop at nothing to further his agenda. Also, I'm going to die in about ten minutes. <laughs> it's possible. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. That is a possibility. Jeff, how about Zamir? Nain Zamir Azad, the assassin of the Black Hand from Somalia. I am currently hiding very uh, deeply within the shadows, and in ten minutes, I shall watch Sobek. Uh, brutally and terribly killed. And perhaps a grin will come upon my face, but no one will be able to see it because I am hiding. That is true. You are very well hidden. Uh, which brings us to Long and Sir Drusus Jolden. I am Drusus Jolden. I am a noble warrior from Corinthia. I'm on these ventures to get renowned to build my own kingdoms. I'm currently also trying to escape this army of dead. That's fair. That's fair. And Melissa, why don't you tell us about Roya? Yeah, so Roya is our shaman uh, from Quran. Uh, she has a donkey named Ben um, that is generally kind of behind the scenes with, you know, everything that goes on. Um, and she has some talents that can do some healing kinds of things. And uh, her talents do not appear to have any uh, type of things that can uh, resolve the situation quickly. That is fair. So uh, if you remember at the beginning of our last session, this band of big damn heroes had marched out of the Swamp of the Dead, having rescued Lu Taijun, the daughter of the merchant Lu Tian. They came back into the city of Pai Kang as heroes. They returned to their patron, Wo Feng, and he threw an elaborate party for them when Lu Tian came back, was reintroduced to his daughter, and swore that he would sing the praises of this group and that they would be known throughout Pai Kang and Kitai as true foreign heroes. And as part of that, they were gifted the gold that they were promised, and Aurelia was given a beautiful family heirloom from the Lu family, a bow of great power. And also, Sir Drusus Jildan petitioned for the hand of Lu Taijun in marriage and her father, Lu Tian, even though Sir Jildan is a foreigner, agreed once Sir Jildan promised to lay a kingdom at her feet. The party's revelries continued, but they had promised a village to the east, a day's march out of the city of Pai Kang, that they would come to its aid in dealing with a bandit chieftain 
and his horde. And so once their celebrations were over, they made their way out of the city. Up the path, they started to see signs of battles. And they ran across a woman who had literally pulled herself on the stumps of her arms and legs because her feet and hands had been cut off and carterized. She had been stabbed through the body with her own weapon, but she had the will and determination to drag herself the miles to find the heroes who had promised to save her village. She told them of the hordes that invested the lower village and that most of the villagers had escaped through the passes and been able to seal off the temple compound nestled in a hidden valley deep within the mountains. And there they were attempting to activate the defenses of the village. And that if this group could go up the western path, they would pass, they would find a secret entrance and they would be able to get into the temple complex and help the villagers within defend this sacred village and temple. And then she passed away with a smile on her face, knowing that these heroes would save her village, her people, all those that she loved. And so they set out with purpose. And they got close to the village. They scouted the area. They realized that there were raiders throughout the village. That there were great undead hounds. And they could hear the pounding of great ogre fists on these enormous gates that protected these passes. Zamir gathered everyone together and quietly, stealthily, expertly led them around the village to the west, unseen, unheard, past countless enemies until they made their way into the pass. And there, as Aurelia has already alluded to, they saw a powerful ogre and a patrol attempting to break down the gate. She selflessly and adeptly climbed up the cliff wall, quietly positioned herself above the ogre, while the rest fanned out to take care of the rest of the squad. And with a single shot from this magnificent bow, she killed the ogre. The rest of the party fell on the other members of the patrols, cutting them down left and right. However, the last one to fall was able to sound the alarm. And from down the pass, you heard other alarms going off and you heard the stampede of feet and you knew that you only had moments to get through the secret entrance and block it off again. And so Aurelia did the only thing that she could in a heroic move. She dove off the cliff, not sliding or falling as others might think, and landed hard, but not that hard, and was able to pick herself up, and they slid into the secret passage, closing it off, crawling on their bellies for a while before they were able to stand, and this straight shot took them directly into the temple complex, where they did, in fact, find most of the village. The village elder rushed to them, thanked them, but he said that the two adepts that had been left after the elder temple master had died were not capable of raising the jinn who was the defender of the village and that only through its power could these bandits be laid low. Sobek, after some cajoling with the rest of the group, stood 
tall, and used his enormous willpower and magical abilities to call up this djinn, who in fact, as he boiled out of the altar, was a red, smoky lower body and a great, deep red uh, torso and horns and a fanged maw with fire breathing. Clearly an elder Ifrit who had been trapped within this altar, and that Ifrit spoke. And the mountain shook, and he said, who calls me? Sobek, master of the mystical arts, a sorcerer priest supreme, said, I have called you. And the Ifrit said, I would offer you a deal, great power for my freedom. And before the Ifrit could even give the second half of that offer, Sobek said, okay. And in that moment, the Ifrit fulfilled his promise, and great new knowledge was forced into Sobek's mind. Powers that he had never imagined, the key to eternal youth and the power of the storm itself. And in that moment, the shackles of the Ifrit were broken, and he vowed to lay waste to the entire country of Kitai, killing every living soul every living thing, and leaving nothing but scorched earth in its wake. And to begin its conquest of Kitai, it shattered the two great gates into the pass so all of the villagers could die. Once they heard the crumbling of the gates, they turned to the foreign devils, the obvious enemies of Kitai, those who had betrayed and tricked them called them out by name for their evils, and fled into hidden mountain passes to escape. At that point, the armies of this bandit chieftain began pouring into the temple uh, valley, enclosing this small area. Our heroes, recognizing an insurmountable force that they could never easily stand against in this open environment, began to melt back against the cliff walls themselves. Sobek doing such, I mean, Zamir doing such an amazing job that he all but disappeared from everyone. They each saw where some of the villagers had led through and had positioned themselves against the walls, all except for the brave sorcerer priest Sobek, who stood his ground in front of the temple as the mighty half-ogre chieftain of Varga Khan and the shackled, hungry dead around him, his ogre lieutenants, the great undead hounds, the 50 warriors in his band, surrounded Sobek, who stood defiantly in front of him. And in that moment, Sobek cast a spell, a spell that he has used many times to subvert the wills of others. And Avarga Khan simply said, silly boy, that doesn't work on me. And that is where we left off. So, everyone, momentum is zero. Doom is set at 21. Your fortune is where it was at the end of the last episode. We will reset it after we see how Sobek deals with this troubling issue. Sobek, you are standing in front of Avarga Khan. You come up to basically his waist. 
And this great behemoth is looking down at you with a no dachai in his hands that is almost a story and a half tall. You see the shackled dead, incorporeal, flowing around him, moving around you in a complete circle. He readies his blade as he looks down at you. Surrender, petty sorcerer. And I will deem if you live or die, or if I trap your soul forever for the affronts that you have committed against my nation. What say you? I do not see why we cannot resolve this peaceably. I will go with you. Excellent. Shackle him, tie his hands behind his back, encase his head in iron. No one who speaks his tongue shall be within hearing distance of him. If he moves or attempts to speak, cut out his tongue and take his eyes. We must leave this temple ground. All in Katai will think that we are aligned with this fool who has let the greatest plague free against the land. We must see what can be done to salvage this. My forces, we move to the south. You all see... Sobek being shackled as described um, and picked up by one of the full ogres to be carried out to the east. What do you do? Uh, Zamir wants to try to stealthily follow uh, Sobek. Give me a stealth check. Difficulty three. Okie doke. Um, All right. Uh, oh, and at, th at this point, since Sobek decided to resolve, at least temporarily resolve this peacefully, everybody's fortune resets at this point because that okay. that part of the encounter is over and that was kind of the crux. Yours too, Sobek, yes. Okay, uh, I will. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and use uh, a fortune just to ensure craziness doesn't come. I'm trying to remember how to do this. Fortune. Okay. Uh, you said difficulty three? Difficulty three. And you can, okay. of course, give me Doom if you want extra. I'll give you a Doom, D20s. too. Okay. Right. Trying to get our momentum up to start. Let's see. It's no, good. Good plan. Uh, okay. Uh, that is six successes, uh, which means nice. we should have three. three momentum. I'll go ahead and bank that. Fantastic. So you're able, you're quietly moving. Now you see that they're still, he's still deploying forces around the valley, but you're skirting mm -hmm. between them. You're staying low. Um, they are actively looking for villagers, but because of your skills, uh, they have not seen you as you move towards the flank of this procession. Okay. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I think Zamir is just waiting and waiting and following and following. If ever a moment happens where Sobek and his jailer, at least I was an ogre, right? Happened mm -hmm. to be alone uh, or separated. Uh, then I might do something different, but otherwise he's just quietly and carefully following. Okay. Okay. I will say this short of spending a fortune point on a story declaration, either by you or Sobek, that's not likely to happen. But if okay. you want to spend a fortune point, and make a story declaration it, we can make that happen. Uh, okay. You know, now, real quick, uh, while you're thinking about that, yeah. 
I'll think about Aurelia, it. Aurelia, Roya, and Drusus, what are you doing? You don't even see, you don't have no idea where Zamir is, but you do see Sobek being let off. You hear rumblings behind you and the tunnels behind you, almost as if things are shifting back there or maybe deadfalls are being tripped. You don't know, but you do know that you are at the moment trapped within this temple valley. Were we able to catch the conversation of him directing orders? Oh yeah, you heard everything. Then I'll tell the others, we'll meet at the east gate and I'll try to slip through these tunnels and get out of this village. So is just Sir Drusus Jolden going through the tunnels, or Roya, or are you and Aurelia going as well? Uh, are we taking different tunnels then? Is that your intention? You could follow, you can come with, but just knowing that they'll be passing the east side, I just want to see if I can reconvene there and okay. catch them. Okay, yeah. Uh, Aurelia's just going to run after Drusus. Okay. And Roya? Uh, Roya will do the same. Okay, Roya excellent. Has faith that Zamir's stealthiness will be able to uh, do something positive here. All right, so you move your ways into the tunnels. Uh, it begins to twist and turn and dip, and within 15 minutes um, in this darkness, you know, with just your torchlight, you realize that you're. it looks like there's been sections of the tunnels that have already been collapsed, but you're able to continue to wind your way through. I need a survival check. Um, now, you can aid, and you can describe. It doesn't necessarily have to be survival who's doing the aiding. Like, you could do observation check to aid or something like that. You know, tell me what you want to do. The number of net successes on the survival check will determine how long it takes you to move through this tunnel complex and get out on the other side somewhere. I have a nine in my survival target number. Yeah, I've got like six for anything that's useful in this situation. What are you? You're Aurelia. muted. You're muted, Ashley. Might be. I have fourteen. I would like to roll. Fantastic. We would like you to roll as well. <laughs> and 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 also remember always, uh, it's been a long time since we played, so I'm going to be reminding people about the rules every once in a while. You can give me doom for extra momentum. You do have three momentum at the moment, and you can spend fortune points, uh, you know, to get uh to get bonus dice and do story decorations and things like that. So, I'm gonna for funsies. I'm gonna give you a dune and a fortune. Fantastic. The amount of fortune I've spent guarantees a success. Would I like to roll the remaining dice? Sure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> or right, get a complication. Four successes, one Four successes, a Okay, so with four successes and a complication, you guys are are making your way through these tunnels. It's getting it's dark. It's cold. The, th the tunnels themselves are constantly shaking and branching off. Dirt and rubble fall on you sometimes. You go, th you actually fall into a couple of dead pits. They're not deep, but they're mainly. It looks like, it looks like these tunnels have been designed to slow down people who are either going, following anyone either in or out of them, and you've fallen into this sort of labyrinth of tunnels. Um, and we're going to go back to Zamir and Sobek.
I would like to spend a fortune point for a story point. Mm-hmm. I think it would make sense for an ogre to decide that he's hungry and want a snack break somewhere. Uh, possibly separating from the group. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll give that to you. So, um, this this bandit chieftain moves the forces out of the East Pass and down uh, into the village and to the very southeastern corner of the village, and he's trying to rally his forces. So he sends most of his senior lieutenants out to gather the forces out so they can start their run to the south. And at that point, the ogre that's guarding you sits you down, um, ties a huge stone to your legs right in your lap, Um, and it's a crushing weight. In fact, I need you to give me a resistance check. Difficulty two. I will spend some momentum on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suck at this. I'll spend two momentum. Okay. Okay. Taylor. So, um, so the weight of it is crushing against your legs, and you take three points of fatigue as your lower half of your body basically goes asleep. I mean, it's not causing you damage, but it's definitely exhausting your body, just trying to keep it from crushing your bones. And you hear the ogre move off, not far. He's basically moved five or six feet away from you and is sitting down and you hear crunching and munching and the tearing of of flesh. And it sounds like just a waterfall of saliva coming down this creature's mouth. But he has put you down. Time to start squirming. Um, I would like to turn into an animal. You cannot uh, speak because you're gagged and your hands are tied behind your back. You can't cast I, any spells. I did not know it required speaking or hands to cast the transformation. Yeah. Okay. Generally speaking, yeah. Uh... I need a minute. What are you doing, Zamir? Okay, so he... So Zamir sees this creature, this ogre, drop something heavy on Sobek. Sobek gagged. I think I think Zamir's smart enough to, to know a little bit about when Sobek is in trouble, especially if he's like... If his hands are bound, if he's gagged, he might yeah. have trouble casting spells. Yeah, the way you... When you look at him, he's... His arms are pulled behind his back. His his upper arms are bound together so his elbows are together and his hands are, are bound and bagged. He's wearing an el- iron helmet over his head so he's, no one can see his eyes and he's gagged. Okay, so... And he's got a big big rock in his lap. So, just to, I'm just trying to, to figure out, sort of turn mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. they stopped, then he put something heavy on top of him. In that time... Uh, could Zamir have taken the exploit action, uh, which is the observation test? Uh, Absolutely. Not not yet pulling the trigger on an attack, uh, but just getting prepared to do so. Oh, yeah. Yep. That sounds completely reasonable. And I think it's a difficulty one observation test, but you can modify it if there's something. Nope. Nope. I mean... Pretty much at the moment, this ogre is not paying any attention to you, and most of all the rest of the bandits are 
are trying to get together to flee. So nobody's really paying attention okay. to this area at the moment. Uh, I'm going to burn a momentum to get an extra die. I'll give that a roll. Uh, that is two successes, but also a complication. Uh, so there should be one extra momentum there. So success, okay. but complication. Okay. I'm going to bank that complication for a minute. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Uh, all right, and so I think at that point, Zamir is just, he's hes picking his spot where he wants to put his weapon in this ogre's, uh, you know, back or neck or something like that, and just giving Sobek time, trying to make sure that Sobek can't do this himself. And, it, and after a couple of heartbeats, if it looks like the ogre is going to do anything more than just keep him down, weighted down, mm -hmm. I think that's when Zamir would, would, would actually spring to action. All right. He does not see you coming, so he has, he has no way to react to this. Uh, with the stone on my lap failing the resistance, there'd be no way for me to squirm out from under it. You can try. I've got no problem with giving it a shot. It uh, will be an acrobatics and a difficulty three because of the weight. Or, I mean... That's that's the skill I would select, acrobatics. Now, if you've got something else you'd like to try instead, talk to me. You know, I'm 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 open. No, no. Whenever anything physical happens, I'm gonna fail it. I'm more of a mental character. Uh, no, I got nothing. I'm not gonna try. Okay. I'll just generate more doom if I do. So the ogre is is sitting there munching. All right. If that's the case, then Zamir is going to launch a dagger at him in the spot where he has zeroed in on uh, with his uh, with his exploit action. Now I'll tell you this: if you want to do a called shot, so you can see this ogre has armor on, but he does not have armor on his head. So if you want to spend two momentum, you can make a called shot for his head, and then he would not get any of his armor resistance. Okay. Uh, exploit does give my attacks piercing, too. Is this very, very mm -hmm. thick armor? Like, does this look like armor it's that pretty, I would... It's pretty heavy armor. It's it's, okay. it's it's mail and plate. So, I mean, you probably would get through it, but... Okay. I um Yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll do... Just... I, this, this has to work. So, I'm going to go ahead and do the cult shot, then. Okay. So, two momentum, cult shot. It's been a while. I'm trying to remember all of my talents and things that I have here. Uh, to modify this because I get to roll with I get to roll with my stealth skull stealth mm -hmm. skull even with a thrown dagger, um, and then trying to think if okay anything else I should have increased damage for that that should be built in okay so I'm just gonna rip it and I'm gonna try it yeah here we go I will burn a fortune point. Uh, and I will burn the remaining momentum to get an extra mm -hmm. die. Um, and yeah, go from there. Uh, difficulty, I can't remember. Do you set just one for this? Difficulty one. Yep, okay. just difficulty one. Okay, still. Rolled. He's not resisting. Roll well. Okay, that's five successes. Five successes. Nice, nice, nice. Right. I needed one. So All it's right, four so extra points of momentum. Okay, so then I'm going to... All right, damage-wise is where it's going to get tricky. Uh, so what I want to do 
uh, as I want to... I know there's a maximum to the amount of damage dice I can roll, right? Uh, no, 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 no. no. Ma maximum to the amount of d20s you get. That's right. Okay, yeah. so then... That's the so case. for each point, of, each point of momentum gives you one extra point of damage, not one, one extra damage of dice. Yep. I'm gonna burn all five mm -hmm. uh, for for that. And, and then, this is where audience bits come in, right? For this, these kind of rolls. That is correct. Because we have plenty banked. Uh, yeah, but there's a limit to that. We, yeah, we set yeah, a limit yeah. on that. Okay, right. so all right, so let me. Let me see if this works. Okay, so I've got... I'm going to spend all five for bonus damage with momentum. Um, and then... So you've got a minimum damage of five at the moment. Okay. And then I can... How do I get bonus dice again? Oh my god, it's been so long. Jeez. Um, do we get bonus? Is that what the challenge dice is? We get the bonus combat dice for for audience die. Is that what, is that I'm thinking? Yep. Yep. All right. I'll take one of those. I don't want to. I don't want to overindulge. And then let's give it a roll. Okay. So that's going to be. I'm going to go ahead and trigger one of my talents. Then. So I have a talent that lets me. Where is it? I think it's Free death roll. dealer. Maybe. Uh, nope, it's not that the later might be. It's Living Shadow. Hang on. Sorry, guys. I apologize. Oh, it's no, it's been a minute since we uh, yeah. <laughs> looked at all this stuff. We're in no rush to see Sobek die. I mean, you know, escape. I'm going to give you two, two Doom uh, in order uh -huh. to count every dice in the pool as an effect instead of what was actually rolled. Nice. So in that case, uh, that is one, two, three, four five effects uh mm -hmm. and because this is i also have the exploit mm -hmm. action on this as well uh so it's, makes it vicious right yeah it makes it vicious uh and i went for the head yep. so, so you're, you're up to 15 points of damage yeah and these are unforgiving as well which means that uh if the attack of this target yeah that's where the vicious comes from sorry mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. okay all right so yeah, I, that's what I got. So you do this this blade buries into the back of this ogre's skull and um it shoots bolt upright and screams out and then topples forward. The complication is is you're pretty sure there's going to be people running back to check on this guy within moments. Okay. If that's the case, uh, he will, he will, I thought the, the, the complication was going to be the ochre fell on top of Sobek. <laughs> now that would have been better. <laughs> so Zamir oh. will, will quickly run up then to Sobek and he's missed is opportunity. He, is he bound or is he, uh, is he have shackles on? I'm sorry if you've already mentioned this. No, 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 it's okay. Yeah, he's he's bound. So they've, they've used like rawhide strips to bind his upper arms behind his back okay. so his shoulder blades are back. His hands are bagged and bound. He's okay. gagged, and he's got this iron helmet uh, secured to his head. All right, so he is going to pull the dagger out from the head of the ogre as he's running up and quickly cut through Sobek's bindings, if he can, pulling him up. Does it look like I can get the helmet off quickly, or is it going to be an involved like roll of of of, of something? It would be an involved roll. It looks like it's been affixed to his head, so it'll take a moment. However, 
Uh, cutting his bindings, I'm not even going to make you roll for. That's easy. You just. Shh. However, the big rock in his lap is going to make it hard. You're going to have to give an <laughs> athletics test to move that. Yeah. This sucks because neither of us are particularly good at that. <laughs> this is. I'm dashing. I'm not. Uh, I'm not strong. Um, okay. <laughs> That's like my worst skill. That insane. I got a target number seven in athletics with I zero focus eight. and expertise. <laughs> I an eight with the same. I will burn my final fortune to make sure this is successful. Okay. Because uh, okay. I have the ability just, to. Just difficulty two. All you got to do is get two successes to move this rock out of his lap quickly. You're going to get it off him. It's just a matter of how long it takes. If you okay. get two successes, you're going to get it off in enough time that bad guys aren't going to be on top of you. Two successes, but another complication. Complication. Damn. Okay. Okay, so you succeed in getting the rock off of him. However, you see forces moving back in in such a way that really the only direction you can go back is back up the pass. Okay. And Sobek's legs are asleep. Okay. Uh, Princess Zemir, Bride. Zamir. However, like <laughs> I, I said, his, his hands are his hands are now free. So if you ungagged him, yeah. he might be able to do something on his own. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, can you make the rest of your way back? No response because I'm gagged. Um, <laughs> Just nod your head, you fool. Aaron, would I be able to? What does it actually take for my? Uh, my spell to change form. Does that require words to do? No, just get your gag out of your mouth. You'll be fine. Okay. Um, is the gag reachable there? like through the iron thing? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 the thing is just over. His, it's like a salet helmet that's just sitting over the top of his head. If my hands are free, I'd be eyes. doing everything I can to try and free sure. more of myself. Yeah, I, you're there. I mean, you got the gag out. I, I have no issue with that. You're able to get your gag out. Your legs are asleep, so you're kind of you know how it is when your legs are asleep. Um, Zamir, you see the forces moving in, and they see you. Uh, Sobek, you don't see anything, but you hear horrible things yeah. coming towards you very quickly. Zamir will just call out, if you can leave, do so. I shall find my own way. Hurry! Um, I'd like to cast my uh, form of a beast spell to try right. and change form to get out of this head thing. And what are you going to turn into? I think a heron. Okay. Seems so, suitably Egyptian. You gotta spend two momentum to be able to fly. So you're gonna probably have to give me doom for that. But go for it. I'm gonna spend a fortune coin. Excellent. I love it when people oh, bleed through all their fortune in the first ten minutes. I would say Heron is at least half my size, even the biggest one though, so that makes it difficulty two, right? Correct. All right. All right. Uh two momentum. So I so got the ability to start flying. So uh Zamir, as you're fading away, you see Sobek shift and creak and the bones snap and pop and the helmet fall off as his head elongates and this great beak comes out and he shudders and then takes off into the air on wings what do you do 
Zamir is going to, you said the only way Zamir could go was back the way he came? Well, you might be able to right. disappear. Uh, Zamir yeah, is going to with Sobek. He's going to find uh, anything that might allow him to disappear. So whether that's, uh, you know, undergrowth, uh, hedges, boulders, I mean, there's, shadows, there's, whatever. There's yeah. burnt out buildings and trees. I mean, there's there's enough around here. to get Zamir to, to is going to go. attempt to disappear once more. Just straight uh, up difficulty, uh, difficulty two, because people are l observing you. But uh, and I am going I, uh, to. Go ahead. Could I spend Let's a see. fortune point for a story point again? You, you um, can. That as I'm flying, I actually fly towards them to gain their attention. Yeah, sure. So it'll drop into a difficulty one. Is this you see this heron slash Sobek? fly low over the heads of these forces and all their heads turn around and jerk and these undead hounds howl and you see a Varga Khan shaking his head and pointing at the sky but no one at the moment is looking in your direction. Uh, I am still because this would be very bad if I'm caught. I am going to tap into uh, Grandmother Wist's uh, gift to me and I'm going to make my own luck. Uh, I'm going to give you three doom to mm -hmm. get the benefits of a fortune point so I can add that to my roll. Uh, and uh, yeah, so difficulty like one, I'm going to, I'm just going to like fake put it in. Otherwise, I don't think it's going to let me roll. So I'm going to put that in and rip that. Okay, that is six successes. Uh, no problem. So, so your momentum's back up to five. I'll turn it up for you. That? Oh, sorry. And uh, no, you're good. Uh, and you're able to fade into the shadows. Uh, where do you want to go? Uh, I think he will carefully, quietly, stealthily, uh, not necessarily quickly, uh, but but sort of judiciously. Uh, try to work his way back to the rest of them. If he can, if that is, if that way is no longer available, then Zamir will have to find his own way home. But he's going okay. to try to work back to where he last saw the others. So you make your way back up into the temple compound, um, and you see, I mean, you can still see the tunnel that they ducked into. Uh, so you can easily duck into it if you want. Is anyone else going in it right now? Do I see nope, any, any action around it? No, you see nothing and no one else. All of the okay. all of the raiders have left the area because they're very concerned about what's going to happen soon, and uh, and all of the villagers were ahead of you. So, okay, Zamir will plunge into darkness, uh, the darkness of the the cave or the tunnel, and will again slowly, carefully listening. Mm -hmm. Doesn't want to get caught. Doesn't you know? And try to catch give, his, catch, catch up with the rest of them. Give me an observation check. Okay. Just difficulty, uh, difficulty one. Just the number, total number of successes is going to determine how long it takes you to catch sure. up with everybody else. I'll burn one of the momentum I just got. Uh, um, that is one success. So, all right. So I need. So, um, you yourself, you're moving through these tunnels, past these deadfalls. You're able to track and hear things, but nothing quite makes sense here. It's sure. obvious that the villagers ahead of you guys are are tripping traps and things like that to slow the anybody's pursuit down. You would guess, based on your hunger uh, and your exhaustion, that it takes you two days before you catch up with the others. And okay. And the four of you are still not out of these mountain passes yet. Sobek slash the Heron 
You fly up and above the mountains. What do you do? Uh, I would like to survey the village and Khan just to see what he's doing. Hopefully from a far enough distance that arrows would not be able to reach me. Uh, after circling for a while, I believe I'd start heading south where I believe they might be. Okay, so um, you watch as uh, Avarga Khan gets his ogres together. Um, he says a prayer over the fallen ogre. Um, and, and they they build a very quick pyre and burn his body. The rest of his forces and the hounds, they form up almost like a military unit. And they quickly begin to make their way south and southeast, uh, almost as if they're attempting to flee the country, you would guess, um, or at the very least flee this area. Then as you circle up and circle south um, over the lower parts of the village and the road back to Pankai, you see streams of these villagers as they're making their way to the city. Um, tears, you know, carrying only what's on their back, some of them falling, some of them not getting back up. Uh, but you do not see any signs of the rest of your group. You have not, you don't see any signs where they're coming out of the mountain passes. When you fly closer to the mountains, you do see some of the villagers coming out of different mountain tunnels, but you see no sign of your companions. What you do see, however, in the sky appears to be a great black storm cloud in the far distance, slowly moving closer to the mountains. What do you do? How well would I know the area from our journey up there? Would Not I know like well? You know, you know the area between Pankai and this village, that road, um, and the general area to the southwest of this village where where uh, Zamir led you through. You're you're fairly comfortable with that, but beyond that, you're not. You don't really know this area that well. Didn't set a regroup point, but I'm just going to assume that they would go to places they know as well. So I would just fly to the south road and wait. Okay. Okay. Um, after two and a half days, the four of you come out of the mountain into daylight. You can tell by the position of the sun that it's close to midday. And you're on the north side of these mountains. Uh, you're, you're up here north of the temple complex. And you see before you. I mean, no more than a half a mile away, this great black cloud filling half the sky. Somebody give me a difficulty zero observation check. Anybody. Uh, One of you, I can roll feel free. For... I've been rolling a bunch. <laughs> Go for it, Aurelia. Me and my uh, six target number for uh, observation. Uh, we have momentum, right? You do. Well, this is just a difficulty zero, so it's just a. Oh, true, but I want to be safe. I like it. I like it. Okay, uh, two successes, Ooh. so you get your two momentum back. You're up to six momentum. Um, and Aurelia, as you're looking at this cloud, mainly because maybe because of your background as a ranger, you realize that this is not a cloud. It is an enormous murder 
of crows and ravens and other corvids. There has to be 10,000 of them circling. And they appear to be circling over a figure seated at the center of them. At that very moment, as they come out of the cliffside, Sobek, two great storm crows that you recognize fly out and begin to circle over your head, calling down at you. Then one craps on your shoulder, and they begin to fly off towards the north. <laughs> I am cursed. <laughs> um... Does Aurelia recognize this as her patron? Uh, at this distance, you can't tell who is seated under this under this great, great murder of, of crows. Um, okay. But, I mean, it definitely feels like something the Morrigan might do. Okay. Uh, if Aurelia believes that, that's where she's going to start leading the rest okay. of they'll follow. Sobek, are you staying on the south road or are you following these storm crows? I will follow, okay. and I might as well attempt to fly as well. All right, so you cast your spell again, because it's been over two days that you've been sitting on yes. the south road. Uh, here we go. Um, I will spend moment, so. two momentum. Uh, difficulty two again. Mm -hmm. I did not roll momentum there. Uh that's okay. I you got, I spent it. You got uh, I needed two momentum to spend. So yeah. just take it. Yeah. I'll just take it out of here. So you, you you spent your momentum, you successfully cast the spell, you turn again. What kind of bird do you turn into this time? Uh black heron again. Stick okay. with the classics. So you become a black heron and you fly along behind the storm crows. And as you're flying, you look down and you see Aurelia leading Roya and Zamir and Sir Jolden towards a seated figure under this great murder of crows. And Aurelia, the closer and closer and closer you get, you see that it is not the Morrigan sitting there, but it is Wusher Jiang, the black heart, her consort. And he's seated in a lotus position. His hands are on his knees. Um, it's the middle of the day, but shadows almost seem to bleed into him so that he himself is, is in darkness. His head is looking down into his lap. He appears to be reading a scroll of some sort as you approach. At that moment, you I see it. You see the two storm crows that have followed you since you left the Swamp of the Dead being followed by a black heron. The storm crows come over and land one on either shoulder of Wu Shijiang. Uh, so, but, oh, go ahead. Aurelia bows very politely and to get his, and uh, calls out his name to let him know that we're there. But she's aware that he probably already knows, but she's just being polite. He looks up and nods looks over at the black heron and waits for it to do something. I would just land behind the group and then turn back into myself, just walk forward into the line. And he seems, Wusher Jung seems to actually fold over himself, almost like he falls into a pool of shadow. And then sort of this liquid motion as he stands tall again, 
the shadows swirling around him, the crows flying lower and lower. So they actually become a great wall flying in circles around all of you with the two storm crows on his shoulders. And he looks at each of you. He goes, A great disservice has been done to Kitai here. A great horror that has been incarcerated for millennia has been freed. Devastation stalks the land, and I stand before the agents of the calamity. Do not speak yet. I have much to tell you. First, though, Sir Jordan, I would ask for you to place the blades that you were to take for me to the monastery at my feet. You no longer have the ability to find such a place. I will reach for them and place them. And you see them sort of drip into the shadows at his feet and disappear. Now you must understand what has happened. So close your eyes and listen to the beating of the wings of the crows. I do so. As your eyes close, you find yourselves running into the city of Paikang, falling, bloody, exhausted, starving, terrified. The sheen shifts a little. You're speaking with members of the Imperial Court, telling how the bandit chieftain of Arga Khan with the aid of some foreign devils, freed the Afrit and destroyed the village. You see the outrage on the, of the bureaucracy within Pai Kang. You see the face of the emperor calling up all of the armies of Kitai to do battle with the Afrit and for him to call to all the monasteries for the great heroes. And at that, Jiang... Wuxer Jiang, the black card says, and so I will once again fight the Afrit that we fought a millennia ago. Perhaps not to survive this time. And then that vision pulls away and his voice goes quiet and you see the Afrit coming out of the skies over a, over a coastal village and laying waste to everything, boiling the lake, tearing the people pieces, piece from piece, devouring children and livestock, burning the lands. And again, you hear, this is the seventh village to fall in two days. Vision pulls back and you see what once, you know the location, there used to be a tea house standing there, but it has been torn down piece by piece. And you see Wo Fung, your patron, his hands bloodied from tearing his own home down by hands, being strung up by the neck. Not so that his neck breaks, but so that he slowly strangles 
as his shackled family and servants are led away and a sign is placed upon him inciting that he was complicit in assisting the foreign devils in his land. Now that scene pulls away and we see a beautiful young woman. You know her, Lu Tai Jun. She sits beneath next to her ancestral family shrine. She takes a piece of broken glass and scrapes the hair off of her head, almost scalping herself. And then she takes the crushed glass, she puts it in her shoes, and she begins the long walk to a convent from which she will never leave for the remainder of her days. And the last scene you see is you see Lu Tian, the merchant, who paid you to save his daughter, in tears running down his face, turning over all of his wealth to the emperor to pay for the bounty killer, the dragon, and the ghost eater, and their 50 warriors to track and kill the foreign devils who have freed the greatest plague in the lands of Katai. And with that, the crows burst up and away from you. And they are circling much higher in the air, and you simply see Wusher Joan standing before you with the storm crows on his shoulders. Always you must know that there are consequences for your actions. Always. These are the things that have happened. Now you must decide what will happen. I tell you this. The Morgan has streamed through the litanies of your life from this moment forward. And there are many paths that you can take. In most, you follow my advice, which I will give freely now. Place the bow, Felian, and the marriage compact to Lucia Taijun at my feet separating yourself from your honor in Katai. And the Morrigan will cloud your features. So although it will be known that foreign devils brought this hell to Katai, you will not be known to them. But you must flee Katai and never, ever return. This would be the Morrigan's last gift to one of her faithful children who will have to redeem herself if she is ever to see the afterlife outside of Kitai's hells. The second choice, perhaps the second most common, is you chose to ride against the Efreet in an attempt to recapture it into a vessel and return it to the village. A noble attempt. In this, most often you all perish. And even when, the, even when you do not, only one or two of you survive. This is a mythic creature. And I cannot recommend that path, but I would not fault you if you chose it. Or, of course, you can simply go off. 
Keep all that you have plundered from Kitai and do what you will across the land. But if you choose that path, the bounty killers of Kitai will be on your trail for the remainder of your days. And these crows, and he points to the two storm crows, will forever circle your position so you will never be able to hide from the celestial court of Kitai. Of course, there are other paths that you can choose that she has seen. But of these, these three are the most common. I will give you time to think, to debate. And then he just sort of sinks back down into a lotus, pulls out that scroll again and begins to read, almost as if you don't exist. He's shown his visions of us dooming this land. Can we believe him? Yes. What sort of question is that? I, I, I think we must. After what we saw. I do not it, deny that the land is in peril, but to place it entirely at our feet, so swiftly and so easily, and then to torture and enslave and punish those who had a mere association with us. They have a very curious sense of morality here. One that I am not particularly comfortable with. We did not see any from Kitai come in force to help this village. We were the only ones to lift a finger. And surely someone in our party made a mistake. But to treat us in this manner, to threaten our very existence, to haunt us with these crows, to send, frankly, lesser assassins at us for the rest of our days. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is a cruel joke. It all seems too convenient. You think they set us up? I think they are very quick to blame others for their problems. And I think that they are very cruel in their ways. If those visions of our mere association with these people, they're being led off. <laughs> these are not people we're saving if they cannot see a slightest bit of nuance. And it is not a very slight bit at all. I consider myself a moral man, despite my questionable profession. I can see the differences between intention, accident, and to be labeled the way they have labeled us. <laughs> This is not a good place. Generally, we we try to do do good, but it was in attempting to do good that this whole situation happened. So I, while I prefer not to spill the proverbial milk and leave it for someone else to clean up, it seems unwise for us to take this on. How was it our fault? Yes. Did, were we warned not to make a deal with the Ifrit? They call us foreigners. They call so. us they call us fools who do not know how and why their ways work the way they do. Yet, where were they? Where were they when this village was under attack? They did not help. They could have sent their the own The village people. was about to fall as well. Exactly. If oh. anything, we prevented Avarga Khan from gaining the power of the jinn. At that, Wu Shijiang looks up and he goes, 
That is true. You did prevent him from taking the village and gaining the power of the Afrit. However, his goal was to take that power and sue for control of the village because of the power the Afrit offers. But you are not wrong. You had no way of knowing. But had you but asked, you might have found that everyone assumed the village would be able to rouse their own defenses. It is only because the acolytes there failed in their hubris to admit that they were not capable of raising the defenses themselves that the imperial city felt there was no need to send forces against a city that has the greatest defender within all of the land. Now, this is not your fault. This is why the Morrigan asked me to come here, to warn you of what has happened, to allow you to understand the choices before you so that you do not blunder into your own deaths ignorant. Because oh, is, now as you, you said, to do this. Ah, yes, generally when the, when the, the, Tiger is about to bite your head off is not necessarily the time to ask all of life's important questions. There are sometimes decisions that have to be made quickly when there are lives in danger, and this is what we did. Ah, but did you think freeing the Efreet was going to solve the problem? Are you under the impression that all of us had a say in this? No, no, I am not. That's why I and came yet to warn we you. are associated with this great evil. Yet it is, as you have said, the acolytes themselves who failed. And it was your very emperor and their, their allies back in Peking who failed in their assumptions. Yet we, we are held with such terrible and fateful doom. Your rhetoric, wow. your rhetoric is very childish, I believe. I do not think well, you have logically thought through this. And very quickly, you are logic. outsiders, just because we are outsiders. It is a very convenient source of anger for all of your ineptitude. Perhaps. I'm not here to debate that, but you are right. The Acolytes have already been summarily executed. And their <laughs> souls have been bound in their skulls, so they shall never return to the wheel for their part in this. What never a fear. Noble There's... country worth yeah. saving. You, as I've said, you are free to leave it. It does not sound to me like fighting the Afrit would be a choice that we would want to make. And she kind of looks hope around not. to everyone. As I said, as I tried to warn you, I do not think it would go well for you. Even if you succeed, you will not all survive. The Morrigan holds you all in great esteem, particularly you, Aurelia. Which is why, as I said, we do not involve ourselves in these things. She chooses to involve us now to protect you, Aurelia, and by proxy your friends. And Aurelia does hold the bow and she, and she's prepared to offer it. Um, but her main concern is how must I redeem myself? Mm. You will know. You will hear. You will see visions. She hasn't left you. She's not deserted you. She knows in your heart that you're good. And she will help guide you back to where you need to be. 
and and she'll look at Drusus for the marriage contract. I will not procure this. My man of my word. The deeds I've done here, I'm going to keep them with me. I'll return this land. Even though they do not wish me here for now. And as the mirror said, second-rate bounty hunters, they're no problem for me. <laughs> I will tell you this. The dragon is called the dragon because he is a dragon. And the ghost eater is called a ghost eater because he rides with an army of ghosts. They are the great celestial heroes. I would not discount their skills so readily, but I do appreciate your willingness to deal with them in your own time. If he wishes to hire these bounty hunters to chase me instead of help the lands. Hmm. So be it. Their priorities do seem to be a bit confused, do they not? Oh, you have a... not. There is a host of heroes and the whole army of Katai goes to face the Afrit. Then what yes. is the problem? Perhaps if that great army would have gotten off its ass and helped a small village, this would not have been a problem to begin with. Yet, of course, it's our fault. You're, what you say is not wrong, Zamir. There was hubris within the court. There was hubris within the village. There was evil in the heart of Avarga Khan. And now it will all be scourged. I do not care to try to say that the ways of the court are the ways of any other land, which is why very few foreigners come here. Our ways are not easily understood or easily agreed with, but they are our ways. Even the Morrigan holds no stomach for most of what happens in this land, which is why we live deep within the Swamp of the Dead. But you must decide. If you do not sever yourselves from the past, your past in Katai, I cannot hide you from those who would chase you across the land. That is your choice. It is a selfish choice for me, but I should ask you guys. You feel in danger if I hold this. You would, if we choose to leave, you would choose to stay? Oh, I'm not staying in the lands. I'm keeping... My deed's known. Uh, the Morgan would not obscure us from sight of people, so we wouldn't be as easily able to escape. I see. That is a choice for everyone to agree on. I am not the one for battle. Unless they are right in front of me. Having a flock I... of crows fly around my head would be quite the theatrical effect. I believe we could use it to our advantage. That it's settled, I'll keep it. So be it. Aurelia, may your soul pass onto the wheel again eventually, and may the hells of Kitai show you mercy. And with that, he begins to fade back into the shadowy pool at his feet. All right. 
You're on the plains and the mountains north of the village of Borondor. What do you want to do? We're going to leave these lands. Yeah. You know that the... Fuck out of here. So you guys are on feet. You know that the city of uh, Paikang is a day, maybe a day and a half from you. And based on what you've just been told, there is a small army that will be riding you down shortly. So what do you want to do? Leave in uh, the opposite direction of Paikang. As quick as we can. You're, yeah, you're, in the, you're in the middle of the largest country in Hyboria. So just pick a direction and tell me where you want to run. Uh, I would say west, back to the lands we know. Well, we will hit the sea. Could go north closest, to Hurkanya. Yeah, you can go north to Hurkanya. Uh You can go south towards uh, the southern stand. kingdoms. Okay. Uh, west is going to take you right through the most populated areas of Kitai, so that might be a little problematic. I'm thinking north, because wasn't the armies headed south? I think that's what he said. Uh, the armies are after the Ifrit, wherever it's going. Uh, the the bounty killers are will be on your trail. Right. Uh, you're assuming, based on what uh, Wusher Jiang said, that, that they will probably be able to track you through some sort of sorceress means, which is why he wanted you to give up the things that uh, tied you to your events here in Katai. So... It wouldn't have done anything if I also gave, if I gave mine, right? It would have had to be, have been both. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. So north. Are we all good with north? Yeah, I am. And north it is. Ben for the one <laughs> assistance with our transportation. One donkey. All right, so you guys are on foot, running north from the mountains with no supplies. Um, but you've got at least a day's head start. So give me a survival. Somebody wants to give me a survival check. Um, you can be aided uh, by anybody. There are different options for aiding, um, whatever you'd like to provide. Each day that you guys are on the move on a forced march without animals or supplies, you will gain one point of fatigue. Um, if you stop to rest for the night, obviously that fatigue will go away, but then of course you shorten whatever lead you have. Let's find a village so we can find supplies. Really? You're well-traveled? If you could lead us? Your oh, I was sorry. I was talking too low. Uh, so I'm born wild, so I can reduce the difficulty of any, any survival test to find food or shelter by one step. Excellent. Uh, so are you trying to find a path, the, the fastest path, or or towards a village, or are you foraging? What are you, you going to try to do? Um, I think we're trying to get some distance so then we can get some uh uh supplies okay so you're yes. you're basically moving north as quickly as you can yeah yep okay so give me a survival check like i said if anybody wants to aid you know with whatever skill you want that makes sense throw it out i thought i had something to help with that but it's only when i'm in my homeland so mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah. Perfect. Yep. I set myself muted. Uh, so I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna aid with observation, yeah, to see if anyone's okay. following us, that kind of thing. So okay. Like, hey, let me roll my one. Because I think it's just one die. Yep. One d20. Remember how to do that in the system. Uh, actually, I think like a rail. Uh, you should be able to hit the assist when you pull up the skill. I, there's a button I think that's for assist instead of. Yeah, not seeing it. Uh... Yeah, I didn't see it either. Is it just the bonus d20? Uh, I'll just roll d20. It's a yep. it's a fourteen. I need a hit, and I got a focus of three. So that's just a regular success for me. Okay. Um, so the difficulty was three, not one, but you got a total of four successes. So what that means is you're able to move throughout the day, uh, the rest of the day, and through the night, um, and make up time since you exceeded the difficulty three. If you get less than a difficulty three on your survival check, they get closer. If you stop to rest, they get closer, and the difficulty gets higher to get away. But you did succeed. You're staying ahead of them. The crows are still circling over your heads as you run. Um, you all have one point of fatigue as you move into the second day of this. You have not come across a village yet, but you think you see uh, to the north uh, what looks like a small crossroads village, perhaps. A few, a few huts, a few small farms. Maybe uh, a couple of hours to the north of where you are, you're basically seeing some smoke come up from fires. Um, so you can do another survival check to get to the village. Once again, people can assist. It's difficulty three. They're traveling. I'd like to send my falcon up to the crows to see if we can take some out. All right, go for it. Nice. Your falcon's going to be... <laughs> Okay. Falcon's good, about to get effed up. That's <laughs> gonna happen. <laughs> Glong understands the birds. <laughs> I like this. Uh, what can he do? Well, it's only my like hunt talents. So I don't know, like if he has a stab luck. Uh, I think there, I think there is a stab luck. Yeah, I'm not sure if we put it in or not, though. Okay, three successes. I'm going to roll my dice against your successes, and we're going to see. Oh, that's for survival. Um, that wasn't long. So. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, for sorry. okay. So you got your three survivals, so you're still staying ahead. But he's going to, he still needs to roll his. Yeah, I'm a, I, I <laughs> don't Falcon have a, V Crow. I, I don't have a uh, crow set up, but I think I got some creatures that'll come, same kind of stats. This Apparently, falcons will actually uh, attack crows, like in the wild. Not that that matters, but fun fact. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to do a simple one. You roll your dice, depending on the number of successes you get. I'll roll my dice. Whoever gets the most successes, their bird lives. Okay, which are we using a skill or a stat? Yeah, you could just use... Um, what's, what skills do you have listed for your falcon? Uh, he doesn't have oh, any. He's, he's my talent, Falcon. 
Okay, let me just, uh, let's see what we got here. I will look up a bird. Quickly to, and all of us just look upwards to chat amongst yourselves. <laughs> you know, uh, one thing they didn't show in the visions us allying with the Ifrit to lay waste to Katai and then take <laughs> it over ourselves. Just saying, at that, that point, true. we would not be foreigners, they cannot be angry, we would not be foreign devils anymore. Sobek did free it, did nothing come in the deal. I <laughs> Can summon a rain cloud now <laughs> if I find a drum. Wait, that's perfect. We, if we run out of water, perhaps the birds don't like rain. Wait. Zamir, yes, I suppose I do owe you gratitude. You have been a most loyal servant, and it has not gone unnoticed. Okay, so your target number is going to be six. Oh my! So just roll, roll. You know your 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 two dice. Spend any momentum you want or whatever. Um, and your your target number is six. Okay. Aurelia is like whispering to Roya. I have been doomed to the nine circles of hell. Should I perish because Sobek wanted to summon a fucking rain? Two successes. <laughs> 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 I have two successes uh, on my 2d20. Fantastic. Uh, I'm going to spend some doom because I got just a shitload of it. Oh okay. my. You got four successes. So, yeah, you're, you see your, uh, your hawk fly up at these crows. And as it gets closer, you see the storm crows circling beneath it. And then you see maybe a dozen crows come out of this murder of crows and tear your your falcon to feathers and bones. And they just scatter out of the air across your party. You're going to need a new bird. <laughs> 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 And I think maybe I like to think Aurelia wasn't paying attention. Like she was off, like doing her survival bullshit. And she comes back just as she sees his hawk, like flying up towards the crows. Are, you guys are trying to get me killed and doomed to hell forever, aren't you? Where do you doomed to hell forever and then killed? It's it's in that order. But yeah, at least I we think. have dinner now. So the great, so the. The great cloud of crows flies over the village first, and the villagers hunker down in their in their homes. You reach the village late morning. And they're praying, you know, to their gods. You know, they they think that, you know, some great demon has come. Maybe not far off, I'm not sure. But what do you do? I'm gonna convince the villagers, supply us with food and water, and we can get this murder of crows out of here. You would steal from us? We are so poor. No, we only take an offering, and these murder of crows will leave you alone. Not ruin your crop. Give me a uh give me a persuasion check. Difficulty three. Okay. I'll spend one momentum. 
One, because you're foreigners. Two, because you're very broken language. And three, because you brought the crows. <laughs> I'll just fortunate as well. Okay. Five successes. Two months okay. from back. They're like, take, take, here. And they start throwing these small bundles of food at you. Just leave. Get, leave our village. You foreign devils. And we will do, do you so. you have any seasoning? And they're fleeing back. And at this point, when you guys look back, you see a great dust cloud on the southern horizon. You can only assume it is your pursuers. It might you be can, wondering where we went. You can just, well, the giant crow cloud might might be a dead giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can roll over your survival check through the end of the day. So you're, like I said, you're able to stay ahead of them because this stop did not take you long. You're able to quickly negotiate with the villagers. Um, at the end of the second day and night without rest, you now all have two points of fatigue. You're moving through the second night. What do you want to do? You're eating on the run. You're not slowing down. You're beginning to think that the fatigue will probably start to accumulate faster as the days start to wear on. It's only a matter of time before they show up. So you can see, but you can in the north, you can see mountains now coming, you know, that the haze of mountains that you know must be the mountains that separate Kitai from Hyrcania. Probably two to three days north of you. Is it possible to make it to the mountains before they catch up, even though we're on foot? Depends on, as long as you don't stop, as long as you don't rest, and as long as you keep succeeding on your survival checks, in theory, yes. Pressure. I'd like to push on and see if we can make it to the mountain range. I don't see what other option we have unless we want to fight an army. Would you like to fight an army, Jerusalem? Yes, one day. You really couldn't <laughs> give up the marriage contract. To the poor girl who's living it's forever in a convent. <laughs> I know. I love it. True love. It's got to win out, right? You didn't even talk to her. You like, <laughs> you, you did. What? Hmm. Once again, this went a direction that I was not expecting. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it would be Sobek throwing you the wrench today. No, it was long. He was like, here, hold my beer. <laughs> so the crows are only following Drusus, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, they're over Drusus's head, but I mean, okay. as long as you guys stay together, they're over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, technically, it's... over Drusus and Aurelia because they have the items connecting you to your past in Katai. Well, but... so my question still stands: If I had left the bow, then would I still have had the crows? Then uh, the crows would still be following Drusus. They would not necessarily be following. Damn it! You. That was. Sorry, that's what I meant to ask earlier. It's okay, you get a sweet bow now. I would have fucking if, left you. If you want you to retcon that. to shoot the crows out of the air, perhaps. Yeah, because Aurelia was ready to give it. If you want to retcon that, I, I, you can give the bow back. I mean, I, I don't have an issue with that because I didn't make that clear. It's up to you. Uh, Aurelia was already feeling shameful enough. I, I definitely think she would have. She doesn't. Yes. She feels like she doesn't deserve it. So the crows are just circling Sir Drusus Jildan. Um, as you guys make your way towards the mountains, you did manage to get three survival again, so you pass through this day and into the night, keeping 
your distance from these somehow keeping your distance from these 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 troops now you know there's 50 horsemen you don't know how good a horseman they are they may be stopping they're obviously stopping and watering their horses and walking them from time and they're probably obviously sleeping but because of that you're able to stay ahead because you're not now you all have four fatigue okay uh, and problem. this fatigue is for my... Uh, so, Becca, it's off of Vigor. So, if you look at your character sheet, um, when you're that little zero up above Vigor, make that a four. Okay. And if your total, if your current Vigor... And everybody was healed all the way, by the way, toward their total Vigor and Resolve before, um, you know, you got into all these shenanigans. So, but if your total Vigor maximum ever gets to zero you just have to stop and sleep there's just you have no way of you just collapse or somebody can pick you up and carry you but then their fatigue will significantly increase as well we can do this for a couple more days maybe so uh, does anybody else have the sentry talent or no that's just for observation never mind yeah it's just for observation i also have uh, century, but it's only observation. Got it. Okay. And I think at this point, we haven't had sleep in the last two days. No, Earlier, we would have had sleep. At this yep. point, we haven't had sleep. Yeah, you guys are three days without sleep now. The The fog in your mind is beginning to cloud your thoughts. All you're thinking about now is one foot in front of the other, running towards the mountains, which are slowly growing to the north, growing taller and more majestic. You're in grass fields now and great high grass up to your waist as you're pushing through it as fast as you can. But what was once a run is now more of a a staggering jog. But still, the cloud is far behind you and only the crows are the only companions you have. All of the creatures of the grasslands uh, seeing this great murder of crows above you have, have have become scarce. No rain has fallen. It's as if the land itself is holding its breath to see if you will make it to the mountains before you are trapped by the bounty killers of Kitai. I do think we're sort of rotating time on Ben just to try to give each other a little bit of rest here and there. Um, and your food from the village is starting to run short. I mean, you're rationing it, but you you think you have enough to get to the mountains. So, but you're keep at the end of the going. you're you're at the end of this day. So, do you want to uh, keep pressing on? It's the last push. Got to keep going. It's almost there. All so right, you got ben. two more days. You estimate two more days to get into the foothills of the mountains. I'm not going to make two days. I have four oh, really? left. Oh, I have two vigor left. Oh gosh! (laughs) You just said let's keep going. (laughs) I have five. I thought we'd get there. He said two to three days. I was hoping for the two. It's two. You're two days away at this point. We just took two vigor last day. It's 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 because we're so exhausted. The fatigue begins to. It's not just one a day anymore. The last day was two. You don't know what it'll be this day, but. Sounds like, regardless, at the end of this day, some of you are going to be collapsing. We're so we'll resting. see. Yeah. Yeah. Is it possible to I've reduce got... fatigue, or is that only sleep? Sleep, basically. I mean, there are some other ways to do it, but you have to stop to do that as well. So okay. So 
it okay so the crows are connected to the item not the uh, yes. person uh, i so mean if both it's it's more of a mystical mystical connection aurelia accepted relieving the bow and therefore leaving behind what she accomplished here in katai none of you are tied by things to katai but sir Joldan refused to relinquish the renown he earned in Katai. In other words, his, his, you know, heroics in Katai. And it would have been the giving up the marriage contact contract would sever the physical connection between him and what he did in Katai. Okay. So like burying the contract and going in a different direction is not going to. No, no. Basically it was the Morgan was going to be able to shroud you with her magics. If you severed your connection to your past within Katai. And so sure, everybody else basically did. Sir Jolden didn't, so the crows will follow him. And as long as you're with him, they'll follow all of you. Okay. That was the you only don't, idea you honestly, that I had. You honestly <laughs> don't know what'll happen if you split up. You're not sure, really, but you think, based on on what Wusher Jiang said, you think that's how, it's, how it would work. If you guys want to rest today and I continue on? I, I will rest today. Because I will be the first one down. Yeah, and, Aurelia uh, does need to rest. Can Aurelia, you're at four vigor, so you can continue what? to the mountains. Uh, I won't make it, but I will be able to fly and catch up if I can rest successfully. The question is, can you find a good enough place to hide? Well, you don't think they'll catch you within this day. I mean, you you guys stop and rest for four hours. Your fatigue is going to go away. You don't think they're going to catch you, but your survival checks will become that much more difficult. So they'll be start. They'll slowly be closing the gap on you. Got it. So we could potentially do one more survival check, and then we'll have to rest. But then mm -hmm. we're one day closer. That is correct. Okay, I'm ripping it. Do it. Go for it. All right. Three successes. successes. She's nice she's on fire tonight. Just boom. Throw up. This is too much responsibility. So, the glasses begin to get lower. You start to actually move into a scrubbery, rocky area as you start coming closer to the foothills. But at this point, the exhaustion is so palpable, so overwhelming. You're not even actually seeing. You're just focused on the mountains. You're not... Each of you, except with the exception of maybe Zamir and Sir Jolden, you don't even actually register that others are still with you or the sounds of the crows above you. All you can think about is stopping, not moving anymore. And at that point, at the end of that day, Soba collapses on the ground. Does anybody else at zero? Well, I had one more day still. Well, this I is the end of the fourth day. Yeah, you How lose much? two. You lose two more. Uh, oh, two. Now. So it's so four this, this time. Or... No, you lose two. two more on top of that. So you've lost a total of six at this point. You should be down six figure. I mean, down six fatigue, which reduces your max figure by six. Oh, got it. Okay, okay. So I still have two vigor left. Okay. Is anyone <laughs> actually down and out? Sobek. No. Sobek yeah, Sobek's at zero. Can we throw him on top of your pony? Yeah. Yes, my donkey can handle him. Okay, so Sobek is thrown across the mule, or the, the pony that is, um, and you are 
I mean, the mountains themselves now are are just towering in front of you. You know, with one last push, one day you'll be into the foothills. Now, you don't know how much that's going to save you, but you do know, based on what you know of these mountains that separate Kitai and Hyrcania, that no horse is going to get into these mountains. No horse is going to get into these mountains. Okay. But a donkey... <laughs> Donkeys are stubborn, right? We'll see. It's <laughs> no goat. Uh, five, five successes. successes. All right. Wow. So um, you're actually not only do you get into the foothills, you find a goat path, a very small hidden goat path, and you get you start winding your way up into uh, the mountains, and you find a secluded cave. And because you're inside a cave now, the crows, they're flying above the peaks, but they can't actually circle you any longer. So now they're just sort of like a mist flying in the general area around you, scattering. So your location is not so easy to pinpoint. What would you like to do at this point? Time for a rest. rest, We're traveling for days. Aurelia, could you buy... Are we, are, we, are we in the mountains? Yes, you were in, in the no, mountains. We're in a cave. Have you? Okay, so we're in in the the when we when we came into this cave, is it just like a one way in, or is it like? Yeah, it's more of a it's more of a just a giant depression within okay, yeah. the side of this mountain. Okay. Okay. Would I have lost the fatigue being on the pony? No, because that was a horrible ride. I mean, you were just getting beat up by it. You were just laid <laughs> over it, basically. A nut-crushing, knee-breaking experience. I was thinking you were just, like, flopped over. Yes, yeah, that's exactly what it's going just keeps, like... Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now you can all rest in this in this shallow cave, if you'd like. You have no almost no food at this point, and yeah. almost no water, uh, but you are in the mountains. Um... And you think at least safe from the cavalry that was following you. You don't know about what the the two um, celestial court agents are going to do at this point. But you don't so, think the regular humans will be able to follow you on horseback. I should be able to do then a healing for yes. Sobek? Okay. And after one night, I mean, just after resting here one night, all of your fatigue will be gone. You guys will be back to back to normal. Okay, so I don't even need to use anything that I have. We can Not really. Sleep. All you guys need to do is sleep. Now, tomorrow you're going to have to start foraging for food. Um, and, of course, you know, survival and mountain climbing is a little more difficult. But, uh, and you still have to stay ahead of, if, if anybody is following you, you'll have to try to stay ahead of them or ambush them. All right. Loud snoring all around. The night does pass uneventfully, but as the dawn breaks, you hear the sounds of these horses. Your pursuers have finally caught up to the base of the mountains. And you can see as you look, stealthily look over the lip of this cave, you know, you're about 250 yards up the side of this mountain where you stopped. You can see down there, um, the milling of these horses and these 50 riders. And you see two others, uh, a man and a woman um, in court dress. Uh, they don't have any horses. You have no idea how they kept up 
because they don't look tired at all. Uh, but they're they're discussing, and they're looking up at the crows and looking to the mountains. What do you want to do? It also looks like the 50 men are, are pitching a couple of tents. You expect these are the tents they've been camping in all along. Uh, Aurelia thinks we should continue getting out of here. What about you guys? Do our best to make it out of here. If we see any alone, we can always take them out. It will be very difficult to ambush when there is an entire murder of crows over top of us. Very but true, very true. Zamir likes a challenge, so... <laughs> <laughs> and you all have proved very challenging. Okay. It, did, did you notice, uh, Samir, when you went to rescue Sobek that I did not follow you and mess it up this time? <laughs> you would not I, be able to follow me unless <laughs> I wanted you to come now, Royal. Let just, us not be foolish. Just, just saying that, you know, it, it was an intentional choice to not assist in the rescue of Sobek so as not to foil everything up. Did you hear that, Sobek? Mariah did not want to rescue you. Oh, I would have expected that, to be honest. It's not the first mm. time. Yes, <laughs> your loyal servant, Zamir, however. Shall we go? You have my gratitude. I can try to stealth us, but again, I fear the crows will give away our position. Unless we are Aaron? able to find ca caves, some sort of Aurelia, could you perhaps find a network of tunnels, caverns? Uh, I know it is not your, uh, I know the marshes are your preferred uh, terrain, but if we could find not necessarily a way over the mountains, but perhaps through, it would cause more trouble for the crows, perhaps? True. Uh, what type of role would you want for that, Aaron? Um, that's once again, it'll be a survival check. So the way the survival check is going to work here is you're in the mountains. So if you succeed, if you get two successes, you're going to find a way further up through the paths, uh, up into the mountains. But Ben will not be able to go with you because you will not have a path for Ben. If you get three successes, you're going to find the continuation of a goat path or something, and you'll be able to take Ben with you up through the mountains, but on the exterior of the mountains, you know, the switchback paths and along ridge lines. Um, if you get five successes and, nope, just five successes, or you spent a fortune point for a story element, I will let you find a cavern system that will at least get you deeper into the mountains. Now, before any of that happens, Stephen, you had a question. If we left now over land, how much of a head start would we have on this army? Uh, I mean, they're at the they're at the foothills. They're 250 yards beneath you. So if they decided oh, to come up the mountains, far. then they're going to be on on you. But it looks like they're setting up a camp and trying to figure out how they're going to approach this. I was going to suggest if you could get a bit of a lead, I could stay here in the cave and summon a thunderstorm that would slow them down. You have to stay behind to do so? Yes, but I can catch up later. We I shall mean, go. As Aurelia pointed out before, we 
went through all of this trouble so that you can cast this uh, rain cloud, rain dance thing. So I suppose we should uh, bring it to good use. I wanted to manifest as like a tiny little cartoon cloud over his head <laughs> and just rain right on him. <laughs> and that's it. That's the, that's what this was for. Thanks so much. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, that would make me smile. Uh, but yeah, well, uh, so what would you like to do? Uh, I will spend a f- my fortune point to for the cave system. Okay. So what we see is Aurelia is scouting around, uh, looking for a path up and deeper into the mountains. And uh, you're moving up and around this cave that you're in. And you actually find where it deadfalls and then there's a ledge above it. And it actually, there's a crease. Not not extremely, it's about an eight feet wide crease. And you work your way in. Uh, it'll be a tight fit for Ben, but you think Ben can get through. And you actually see that it looks like it opens up into what was probably a glacial river that separated the interior of this mountain. And then when it warmed up, the ice melted, and you basically look like you have a fairly straight highway, a tube, leading deeper into the mountain range. But it was very difficult to find because of how it's positioned above mm. and behind this cave. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really just going to lead everybody through. Nice. So, like, are you staying, or...? I would like to cast the spell. If they still have a way to go underground perhaps leave some marks for me to follow and i will make it difficult for them to even climb this mountain yeah, so you aurelia shows you where the entrance to this is and it looks like as long as you guys have torches it's a straight shot through the only thing you really think you're gonna have to worry about is food and water but you, know, you can cross that bridge when you come to it might i make a recommendation or i and i apologize for this ben cannot accompany us in life but in death he could come with us for several days and keep us nourished through our tracks through the tunnels and Roya has done a lot of surviving in her years and so she is not as immediately offended at this recommendation <laughs> as one might think uh but ben ben can climb ben has skills donkeys climb mountains we'll ask her again when the the pings of hunger are really hitting it will be a very solo journey when the rest of us die of hunger and ben is just well, forced to die alone and starving. But that is fine. And there's always a um, chance that you might be able to find lichen. And I mean, water's probably, you'll probably be able to find, you know, these will be survival checks and things like that. So, I mean, it's possible that you will find something to eat within this cave. Um, I'm saying at the moment, you have no food and no water. We're not starving yet. Let's not at starving. least... We do not look, want to get to I'm... the position that we are starving. <laughs> we are being 
hunted by two very substandard assassins, and substandard though they may be, if they do in fact catch up with us, we do not want to have stomach pains from a lack of food. We want to be as strong as we possibly can. I, I, I would, I, I would, I would want to at, at least spend part of the day looking for food, and if we are uh, unsuccessful at that, then I will do what needs to be done. As you wish. You will have trouble finding food as I am already beginning my spell. Your spell will make it difficult to find food? It'll make it difficult to not be in shelter. We are inside a cave. We are following our earliest tracks. You are not you are not casting a rain cloud on top of our on top of our entrance into a mountain. I thought you were casting it outside. To... I do not I do not create the rain cloud. The the weather just it is beyond your understanding. Do of not course. worry. I am a mere servant. My apologies. So Aurelia, Zamir, Roya, and Ben, and Sir Drusus Jolden make their way into this glacial cavern, hidden, nestled within the mountains separating Kitai and Hyrcania, as Sobek casts his spell. So you're, you're in the cave, casting your spell so that the storm clouds will gather over this army and perhaps disperse these crows, is that it? Uh, yes, I, I'm going to try to cast the Variant Shroud of the Sea, which will bring in a dense fog and extreme winds. Any characters remaining in the effect of the spell will take one damage to Vigor, and spotting anything more than a handful of meters away is challenging D2. And depending on momentum, I can beef it up, but that's already difficulty four, so I don't know. Okay, okay. I like it. Uh, I will be spending the two momentum. Difficulty four. Five, Five successes. All right. Wow. Okay, so I would like to spend that extra success to uh, make it two vigor damage instead of one uh, to anyone uh, in the weather. Nice. So what happens is, is you're casting the spell and you see this dense, great fog bank just roll over the tops of the mountains and slither down the sides uh, almost like a blanket a thick blanket of coursing wind and dirt and debris and it slides down the mountain like an avalanche and settles over the valley and you hear the screams of men and the whinny of horses sounds like tents flapping in the wind and then you hear the sound of a woman laughing. And her laughter grows and grows. And something is wrestling and rustling within the fog cloud. And then moving up out of it, you see an enormous snout with tendrils hanging down from its chin great nose open it's purple in color and it seems to be made of 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 scales but they're iridescent scales on the face and the eyes look to be black with filled with stars 
as the head of a great celestial lung dragon comes up out of the mists and begins to fly above the cloud, looking for the caster of this spell. Sobek, you see it. It does not see you, but you see it, and this dragon has to be a hundred feet long. You hear her then, not with your ears, but with your mind. Take them in. Take them in, Gorstita. Join the army in the fight with the Ifrit. I will follow these into the mountains. I will find them, and I will bring them back for the Emperor's justice. And it flies up above the mountains and is circling and circling. And you see the crows also circling, but they are moving now in a line, slowly circling deeper and deeper over the mountain range, almost as if they are keeping pace with a group of survivors as they make their way deeper into a mountain tunnel in the hopes of finding passage to Hyrcania and an escape from Kitai. And that is where we're going to stop for tonight because <laughs> you guys have blown my mind. Oh, no. I got to tell oh, the audience, I spent you guys, hours. You guys? Okay. You guys? There are There's a couple a, people who are responsible. And a few of us a couple just, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Along for the ride. Because I'm going to I tell you what. When it got to that point, I thought, okay, there's just really, there's only really one choice here at this point. We're going to dive into some carousing in a different city. Everything's, but no, no, we're, we're, we're fighting a dragon. I love it. Or we're running from a dragon. Maybe we'll fight one later. I don't know. But I'm here to tell you, it's been real exciting watching this. And, and, and tonight has just been a lot of fun. So thank you everybody for <laughs> For putting up with the end of of Kitai and and the horrors that uh, ended it. I now for the audience, I'll tell you if if Sobek had stayed with Avarga Khan, he would have learned from Avarga Khan that Avarga knew that these two acolytes were inadequately trained, that they had been sent from Pankai uh, to train under this old master because it was a seat of importance and power, and they had never taken to the magic, and so they didn't know, but. And they refused to tell the people in the city. So the city of Paikang thought that these two acolytes would just raise the Afrit and kill the bandits, and that would be it. Um, but uh, Avarga Khan was from an old family of nobles um, who had lost their land, and he had trained his whole life as a, a, a Wu-Ren and a warrior, and he knew the rituals for binding the Afrit. So he wanted to take the village take the Afrit, and then sue for leadership of the village, which the emperor would have granted him, and then his family would have been secured for years. So, yeah, there was a lot of court shenanigans that you might have found out if Sobek had stayed longer with uh, Varga Khan. It's good that he didn't. I did not see that escape coming. That was that was beautiful. That was a thing of beauty. Um, really did not see any way for Sobek to escape Varga Khan that easily, but uh, you guys knocked that it out of the park. Ah, he did. He's Absolute badass. And boy, um, I'm so glad I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have missed this upcoming fight. I feel like it's so funny. I feel like Samir is just like the whole time we're walking, like, why am I why am I staying with these people? I could literally just walk that way where they would never find me. It is true. <laughs> 
That is absolutely true. <laughs> I need to uh, go have a sandwich on a rock over there. They would have no idea I'm sitting there watching them get ripped uh, apart by a celestial dragon. Yeah. So, so Aaron, you did not think that uh, Drusus was going to refuse to give. No, 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 no. I thought for sure, you know, especially <laughs> after he saw that his future wife was was committing herself to a convent for the rest of her life, that uh, that he would not care that much about it. But uh, and then you guys would have actually his found yourself in, hurt. A, in a port city on the on the Black Coast, and we would Ooh. have started a pirate adventure Ooh. instead of fighting a dragon. Thanks, Long. <laughs> we would uh, <laughs> a, little de- a little detour, you know. We'll, we'll make it there, but I respect mm. the choice, Long. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gave away one thing already. I don't have. To, I don't want to give away another thing. I love it. Of course, I love Steven. it. Of course, Stephen respects the choice. <laughs> the two of you make the choice. It screws over the rest of the party, and the rest of us have to pick up the pieces. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. it was good times. So unexpected. You guys keep me on my toes every time. I love every second that of it. We do. That we do. Um, or so, you uh, just stepped in the black pedal with Wusher Jung and just bounced, been like deuces, dude. I'm God just going to go kill the emperor, the emperor and take over. I'm Katai gonna enjoy some they keep calling me bad. Uh, Bye. Uh, uh, good times. Wow, so exciting. So, uh, thank you everybody for continuing to watch our Hyborian tales and the madcap adventures of this wild crew. I'm sorry you did not get to see Sobek's backup character as I anticipated, but he managed to pull a fast one again. He is a wily, wily I didn't do caster. There. Uh, well, between you and Zamir, I mean, you did turn into a black heron and fly away. So, you know, that you weren't getting away. That was otherwise. plan A. <laughs> so, it was plan A. So, that was good. So, plan A, uh, not expecting the cage around your face and you're <laughs> being bound and a big boulder put on top of you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's going to be tough because I, I was thinking to myself, Neither Sobek or Zamir like can can open a can of you know a a, a, a can of noodles. No. I mean, <laughs> we have a to- we have an eight and a seven in our athletics together. I was like, yeah. there's no way, but you know, fortune favors the bold uh, mm-hmm. and the heroes of the story. And you guys are still here. I burned anti heroes, but <laughs> all of my fortune and even used my special talent. I, I burned like four fortune in the first thirty minutes of the of the session. So uh, yeah. Okay, I, 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 I was here I for will, the first 30 minutes. The rest of you could take over at this point. I will tell I don't everybody think I've ever finished a session with fortune in this no, in no, this campaign. No. You got, mm-hmm. I mean, it's good. It's there to be used. So I'm glad yeah. that you guys use it. So, so next, too. we will be starting exactly where we left off. So <laughs> momentum will be the same and doom will be the same. But you guys will have your fortune back. Um, unfortunately, uh, you guys were going to carouse and get a bunch of experience points. And you guys are going to be able to, you know, level up a bit, but we're not going to do that for a while because you're going to run through the mountains uh, into Hyrcania, and then perhaps you'll get an opportunity to take a break and do some carousing. Uh, but I want to thank everybody uh, who is watching this. Um, I hope you're enjoying it as much as I'm enjoying uh, running it. I hope all my players are still having fun with uh, with our Hyborian tales. Uh, I've got nothing else to add. Jeff, get me the hell out of here. All right, so uh, let's go through what we've got coming up. Tomorrow is our next stream for our usual One Ring game. You can see all of us on the screen, with the exception of Aaron. Uh, My Trey will be hopping in on that as well. Uh, Then Monday, we're going to be doing some holler. Melissa and I are in that one. And it is more than likely going to be the final session of our 33 episodes, I think 33 episodes, holler campaign. Might have one lingering session afterwards, but I think this is going to be it. We'll see. Uh, so come see how it ends. 
Uh, Steven, what are we guys, Tuesday? Tuesday, we're playing more Forbidden Lands. Uh, if you didn't see it, check out our uh, ship battle that we did last week. And uh, this week, we'll finally get to see the Orc Homelands. Absolutely. Uh, and then uh, after that, Thursday, uh, we will be doing Die, uh, the role-playing game. You can see me, Melissa, and Aaron in that. A uh, lot of fun, absolute uh, absolute fun, bonkers game. And uh, and remember that Conan is an every-other-Friday game, which means that next Friday, uh, we're back to Delta Green uh, as we're yes. starting up a new <laughs> scenario for Delta Green as we were through our prologue, and now we're into a scenario proper. Some people survived. Some people did not. Uh, and it's, it's kind of kind of how I wanted it. So it worked out really well. Uh, but uh, come check us out next uh, next Friday for some from Delta Green. Uh, if uh, if this is your first time watching us on, on Twitch, go ahead and uh, maybe follow us. That'd be that'd be cool. And uh, if you're watching this later on YouTube uh, and you're not yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, please, uh, please do that as well. That'd be awesome. Uh, otherwise, we are going to get out of here. We're going to raid our friends over at the Defenders of Cobalt. Uh, they're playing uh, Joe's new game, Joe from Holler. Uh, he is uh, he's got a little game called Anvia that they have started up. Uh, so follow the raid. Thanks for hanging out tonight. Thanks for those of you who are watching this later. And Aaron, thank you for running this. And My we'll pleasure. see you all later. <laughs> bye bye. Good night. Bye. -bye.